Hello and welcome to The REIT Report. I'm your host, Sarah Borks from Quito, and today we're looking at deals activity within the real estate sector with my guest, Tim Bodner. Tim is a partner in CWC's real estate practice and U.S. real estate deals and capital markets and accounting advisory services leader. Tim, thanks for joining The REIT Report today. Thanks so much for having us, Sarah. We appreciate it. Can you describe the landscape for commercial real estate transaction volume and value at mid-year? And are you seeing any particular trends or patterns emerge amongst the deals that are getting done? So, sir, we, we've seen, uh, as we articulated in our year-end 2020 report and updated in our 2021 mid-year report, an acceleration in commercial real estate uh, deals activity with a lot of that activity uh, being around sectors that have strong macro tailwinds behind them, sectors like logistics, multifamily, single-family residential, uh, life sciences, uh, office that's located in in technology-oriented cities. Those sectors have continued to see a lot of activity, and we we expect to see more uh, as we move throughout the balance of this year. What's also been very interesting to us is as the economy started to reopen post, uh, you know, the uh, vaccination of people is we've we've also seen a pickup in the level of um, deal activity in the leisure and hospitality industries. If you think about things like gaming, uh, uh, flex service uh, hotels, extended stay hotels, there's been a pickup. Uh, in those sectors that we believe is based on a fundamental premise that people are going to be back uh, out and traveling again and enjoying those experiences. Just as an anecdote, uh, I was traveling this week and visited the airport as I've ever seen them uh, across the country. So it sounds like you don't expect transaction activity to be across the board, but really just in certain select sectors. That's right. I think, you know, there's certainly some time that needs to play out some more when you think about the hospitality sector that are more catered to the conferences and large events. It's going to take a bit more time for those sectors to come back. There's still some uh, supply matters that need to be worked through in, in retail, as an example. You know, there are deals getting done in those sectors as well. So it's not uh, that we don't expect to see any. It's just we expect to see the, the vast majority in those other areas that I've mentioned. And how are the fundamentals for capital deployment in real estate looking at mid-year? It's quite interesting. There, there continues to be an incredible amount of capital on the sidelines. There's also an incredible amount of capital being raised by kind of the new style real estate investment trusts that are not listed, but they're they're traded. I think the number for, for May was over $3 billion kind of across the, those market participants. So there continues to be a significant amount of capital on the equity side moving into real estate. Similarly, on the debt side, when you look at the CMBS market in particular, when you look at the single asset, single borrower market, and you look at the real estate commercial loan obligation market, the amount of capital that's moving through uh, the debt markets in those two spots is also at significantly higher levels than they were last year, and in some cases higher than 2019. So when you look at what the amount of capital that's oriented toward real estate, it's still at higher levels and growing in many instances. And what would you say are the most active sources of capital, both domestic and foreign? 
so I think when we, when we look at our activity across, across the business, certainly uh, U.S. investors uh, across the board are, are active. We're also seeing a lot of foreign capital from, in particular, Asia and parts of Europe that are looking at partnering with U.S. investors through a number of JV structures. We've seen uh, deals in that regard get done in, in office recently. We've seen them in multifamily, single family. And so it, it kind of across the board is, you know, capital from kind of all over the world. I think what we've, I think, spoken about before on the podcast is the uh, international market participants in terms of who provides the greatest source of capital kind of continues to, to move from period to period. Right now, uh, certainly what we're seeing is a lot from, from Asia. And Tim, would you say that there's good visibility into valuations yet? So what I would say, Sarah, is valuation uh, valuation uh, indications have certainly improved relative to where they were there. In the public equity markets, the public uh, real estate companies have outperformed the broader equity indexes for you know, the last 30 to 60 days. And there's more fund flows moving into the public equity markets, good liquidity. So certainly in the public uh, equity markets, you know, I think there's more confidence around where where real estate should trade. I think if you compare that to the private market, certainly there's a lot more confidence in valuations because there's improved clarity on the outlook for real estate. Having said all that, there still is a disconnect between the public market cap rates and the private market cap rate that over time should tighten and narrow. And how, you know, how long that takes, you know, is I think to some degree indicative of what happens with the pandemic. And finally, what are some other broader trends that you're keeping an eye on as we head into the second half of 2021? It's a great question. We do spend a lot of time thinking about that. Look, I think every every business is going through an evolution of some some degree. It was already happening before the pandemic, but it's certainly happening even more so now. Things that we're watching is we're looking at what's happening with with content creation and streaming and how people consume entertainment and what the impact of that is on not only certain parts of the office market, but also what it, what the impact is on certain theater related real estate. Like so, you know, broad entertainment trends and how people consume content is something that we're, we're focused on. The move to the cloud continues to occur at an unprecedented pace. The amount of data being created is incredible and it's only expected to increase. So when you think about where all of that data is stored and the demand for data centers, it's certainly something that we, we watch closely. Certainly the legacy entertainment companies are investing in 5G. Uh, and so we're looking at what that means for towers, life sciences, and the amount of innovation occurring in the biotech and broader health and lifestyle sciences industry is continues to be quite significant with the amount of R&D. So we're, we're watching that. So we're really focused on those big trends and then relating to how that impacts real estate sectors. I think the final thing that I, we're watching closely is you know, we are watching you know uh, travel patterns to see when business travel will come back. We do think that that will be back. And by all indications, it seems like it's going to be sooner than most thought, but we're watching that closely. And then finally, just how how the retail sector continues to evolve is something that we we watch closely and and see how people you know what their behaviors are. What seems to be the case in that last point is that there's there's going to continue to be a role for brick and mortar retail as people seem to prefer kind of an omni-channel experience. And so we think that you know well-located retail will be fine, but we'll see uh, what what happens. Great, Tim. Thank you so much for your time today. 
Sarah, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. And to our listeners, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe or leave a review on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform.